You're listening to The Real Well Show with Kathy Fetke, the real estate investor's resource. I'm going to start answering listener questions here on The Real Well Show, starting with questions about Florida. I'm Kathy Fetke and welcome. So yeah, we do get a lot of questions about whether now is a good time to invest in Florida, partly because of the increased storms, climate change, increased insurance costs, and uh, also just higher prices that make the cash flow less attractive. So I thought to help me answer these questions, I would invite one of the property teams that Real Wealth has been working with and referring our members to for the past decade. There's no one better who can tell us how those insurance costs are affecting returns and how higher prices and how higher interest rates are affecting cash flows. So Brian, welcome back to The Real Wealth Show. Hey, Kathy. So good to see you. Thanks for having me back. So you are, you've been living in Florida for a while. You're from New Jersey, lived in California, did a lot of flipping of homes in Bakersfield, took all your winnings and uh, went to Jacksonville. Florida, where uh, you've been for a decade now, over a decade? No, we've been there for going on 20 years, believe it or not. Time flies. I know, know, it's insane. Uh, 2005, we moved there. Yeah, like you you mentioned, we sold at the top of the California in the last cycle and moved all that money into Florida and got our asses kicked for a few years in 2008, like everybody else that was exposed to real estate. And Weathered through that storm and, uh, you know, back to doing really well and uh, different model, different product, uh, same same niche, but we're still single family investors and love hitting singles and doubles. But we got out of the, the older homes and the rougher C and D neighborhoods, and now we're in A and B class neighborhoods with, uh, as you know, new, new build and uh, some Airbnb in St. Augustine, which is A class. So, you know, yeah, just readjusted. So I hear a lot of people who have concerns about investing in Florida today. Uh, One, they think that insurance has just gotten too high. Two, they're really worried about more storms. And uh, three, they just think prices are too high and you can't get cash flow. So let's start with number one. What's what's going on with insurance in Florida? Yeah, so there is a reason to be concerned about insurance carriers in Florida right now. If you're in an older product, um, we are not finding any issues with 98% of our investments are brand new construction, whether it's with my builder partner in the build to rent model, which you you're very familiar with. And a lot of uh, real wealth clients are invested in. And as well as uh, partnered with a smaller boutique builder in my backyard in St. Augustine, uh, doing some Airbnb investments, and uh, that is brand new product as well. Um, so I we have found that we're not getting any pushback or headache on uh, insuring these properties that are brand new. If you have an older home, then we we have had some cancellations in our personal portfolio, and I've had a couple of clients call me scrambling, "Hey Brian, we're getting canceled," or "Hey Brian, we're you know the insurance premium is outrageous and it's chewing up cash flow." So the way we mitigate that is is the product we're investing in. Why is it, why is insurance cheaper and easier to get on new homes? So I think from an underwriting, I mean, I'm not an insurance expert, but I've, you know, I've been in the business for 25 years and have always had to deal with insurance. Um, What I'm told from our broker who we speak to on a regular basis is, is just from an underwriting perspective, brand new product, they don't look at it um, as a big of risk as these older buildings. It's, It's really just a risk 
And I think that's really the underlying theme of, you know, insurance companies is what's the risk. And that's, that's how they drive the premium. So a brand new building um, also to sort of jump ahead to your next question is uh, do not invest in flood zones uh, in, in any of our new construction product. Um, nine, again, 99, 98% of the inventory is not in a flood zone. So that's how we mitigate that in St. Augustine in our backyard to be realistic. We're, on a barrier island or a couple of barrier islands there. Um, so you are in a flood zone, but a brand new building um, is how we mitigate that from an insurance perspective anyway. Yeah. I mean, you know, of course, Tim, who worked for Real Wealth for years, and he was our manager of the property teams we work with. Uh, he bought a brand new build in Fort Myers, you know, and, and the storm, the last massive storm, which one, what was the name of that one? Oh, that was a few storms ago, but I was on the phone with Tim checking in on him. Uh, we just had Irma. I mean, there's, there's, you know, it's the tropics. There's a lot of storms. There was, <laughs> yeah. there was, this, there was a storm last week. Uh, it was 400 miles offshore, brought world class surf, but uh, no damage. Knock on wood. Um, well, lucky you. Were you on those hurricane waves? Uh, a little bit, and then I was traveling for business, so I got got a little taste of it, and. Uh, didn't get, uh, my friends were sending me pictures and videos and saying, you're, you should not be traveling right now. You should be home. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that too often in Florida. No, it's, uh, yeah, just usually, uh, when there's a storm, but, uh, well, yeah. what I remember Tim saying, you know, the storm went right over his house and Fort Myers was wiped out, at least the coastal part. And his was pretty fine. He lost he electricity. In- some windows mm-hmm. were shattered, but yeah, he Got was it. in there. I think, you know, that's the thing, right, is, is where are you investing? Location so critical. And, you know, there's enough moving parts and risk with traditional investing. So we we're not bulletproof. I would never tell any of our investors there's no risk. But we I think we do a good job at mitigating that we build out of flood zones. We built, you know, usually we're coastal because, you know, that's part of the attraction. Right. Mm-hmm. Being in Florida. But we're always, you know, 15 minute drive, uh, at least in our long term model um, away from any major flood flood risk. Yeah, that's and also if you're in a flood zone, your insurance is so much higher. So just don't be in one. Um, you could still get flood insurance. But if you're not in a flood zone, then it's a lot, lot cheaper. Yeah. So yeah, I recommend that. Okay, so that was the answer to the first question is just be aware that insurance policies vary. And if you are buying an older home, it's going to be more expensive. And I know your original model was that you were buying older homes, uh, renovating them, selling them turnkey to investors, then you pivoted to newer homes, which is really needed today. I think one of the reasons you pivoted to helping investors buy new homes is you there just wasn't enough of the older homes to to go around with so many people moving to the area. Jacksonville keeps coming up as one of the number one places in the country where people are moving. Um, why is that? Why Jacksonville? So, so, you know, I always go back to the fundamentals, which you and I were just hinting on uh, before we started the interview. I had a, a, I was fortunate to always surround myself with people that are smarter than me. Um, and 25 years ago when I was getting started, I had an Australian investor who, you know, he's a mutual friend, Craig, uh, still an investor today after 25 years with us. Um, he hammered home to me very early on these fundamentals. And like, if the fundamentals aren't there, then you shouldn't be there. Um, and supply and demand, uh, for, firstly, uh, jobs and economic growth, which Florida has an incredible, uh, you know, landlord and business friendly environment that drives uh, 
companies growing and then new companies moving uh, either their headquarters or satellite offices to the state of Florida. We have no state income tax, which is an incredible incentive. Um, from a personal personal experience, you know, as you mentioned, I had my portfolio and our headquarters in Bakersfield, California. And when we moved our portfolio and our headquarters and our lives to state of Florida, we saved 13% in state income tax, which is a, a massive number. If you're, I don't care what kind of volume you're doing. It's just, you know, it's a, a big chunk of uh, overhead that um, just, you know, went right to our bottom line when we moved our business from California to Florida. So you have you know, you could talk about the bigger companies doing that and saving hundreds of millions of dollars in uh, income tax. So that that the, the fundamentals are really what, you know, why we're there and, you know, why Jacksonville, where we're headquartered. But as you know, we're also building throughout the whole state, um, Central Florida, the Ocala markets, um, Southwest Florida, uh, Greater Fort Myers Metro, which you were just talking about where Tim is. So uh, we're just in a really landlord and business friendly environment that also has these these fundamentals of you know, job growth population growth which i could go on and on about um I have all kinds of statistics i can share how deep you want to go into the weeds on that but we have people moving in jobs moving in still relatively affordable you know everyone says you know the, the market's gone crazy and yes we've had phenomenal growth here in the last few years but i just checked right before the call the median price of a home throughout the state of florida is four hundred thousand dollars if you say that to somebody in california like you in malibu or um you know my ties were to santa barbara i mean the median price of a home Santa Barbara is $2 million. So it's, it's all relative. I think real estate is so local and you really have to look at um, what market are you in? What's happening in that market? What are the local rules, laws as landlords? Um, and Florida continues to be um, one of the top markets in the entire state. I know Texas, uh, Idaho, again, I just did some research to prepare for the call. Florida is always in the top one, two or three in, in all those rankings. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that, yes, prices have, have gone up. When when you and I started working together, when you started helping real wealth clients uh, find properties in the area, I think we were still in the hundreds, you know, it was $120,000, $150,000 for a property. Uh, so it, it just, it, it was so cheap. Now it was not cheap for the area. That's kind of what people could afford back then, because Back then, and we're talking, you know, 15 years ago, it was still pretty blue collar, especially Jacksonville. Uh, but that has changed. And there's a lot of white collar jobs, a lot of banking jobs and uh, tech jobs and, you know, all kinds of jobs coming into Florida and specifically in Jacksonville. I was I was pretty shocked to see all the high rises and tall buildings downtown because, again, it was really kind of known for being blue collar before yeah. that. Um, so, you know, maybe $120,000 was what people could afford. But now you've got different employees in the area who can afford more. So for locals who've been there forever, yeah, it's tripled, if not quadrupled. And it's horrible for locals. But there's enough people coming in with high paid jobs that can afford to buy and can afford to live. And for them, it looks really cheap, right? Yeah. And relative to our conversation, because obviously we're... we're talking about being landlords ourselves and educating our uh, our investors, uh, the rents have more than doubled too. So, I mean, when you're looking at like from when you and I got started a decade ago, you're right, $100,000 house, but that house was renting for 800 bucks. 
I just literally Googled, you know, what's the average rent in Florida right now? It's 1800 bucks. So yes, the, the market has grown, which is a good thing for, um, you know, the properties that we're already holding and our clients are holding, but also the rents have grown. We had a huge spike in, in rental growth throughout the two years of the pandemic and COVID. Uh, that's obviously settled down quite a bit, uh, but we still see going back to these fundamentals that I hammer and I, I continue to, to focus on for myself to help me sleep like a baby at night and mitigate risk is, you know, the, the people moving in, the jobs moving in, the affordability, supply and demand are we have more people moving into the state of Florida than the builders can keep up with. There is a, you know, with the rising interest rates, a lot of the big boys and even my builder partners pulled back on uh, startups, um, which people still moving in startups are slowing down, which again drives, you know, the demand for rentals. So I think all those fundamentals are still alive and well in our markets. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, one thing that I've kind of bragged about for a little while is that Rich and I just closed on a duplex that we bought through your team uh, that came in about oh, 60000 under the appraised value. And also the rents have come in higher. But even more exciting is we were able to get a four and three quarter percent rate on that. So it, it's cash flowing and one unit rented immediately. Uh, and the other side, I, I think, is in the process of, of having a renter come in and we just closed. So how it, were you able rent, to negotiate? It's, it's, rent, it's rented, so you know. <laughs> the, both oh, buildings are rented. Both both sides, great. Well, yeah, Rich yeah. handles our portfolio. Good man. <laughs> him, and I, him and I have been texting. Oh, fabulous. <laughs> well, good to know. I wish he would let me know. Uh, but yeah, so it's it rented really quickly and it's not surprising. They're beautiful units. But um I know that Real Wealth had something to do with helping, you know, basically helping with that loan. We were working with a, a team in San Antonio that had a banking contact and they were able to negotiate with the bank where the builder pays down the, the, the rate for the buyer. It helps the builder to make more sales if they can, you know, get a lower rate and, and they pay for that. So you guys jumped on that. We kind of presented it to our Real Wealth teams and uh, your builder partner jumped on it right away. And I'm so glad because we were quick to close on that and test it and make sure that it really works. So yeah. it, it says a lot about your, again, your team and your builder that's willing to put up the funds to do that and still have us come in under appraised value. It's just awesome. So do you have any more of those left? Because I imagine now that I've been talking about it a lot, there's we, <laughs> been a lot of people calling. Yeah. And I really appreciate you. I, I think, you know, yeah, the answer is yes. We have very healthy inventory. Um, everything that I'm marketing right now um, through my builder partner for the long term traditional build to rent lease, which you and Rich just invested in and I continue to be a landlord in, um, is available for that 4.75. The buildings are complete, so there's no more delays in price increasing some of the drama that we all incurred throughout the uh the pandemic. So yeah, we have healthy inventory throughout the state of Florida. Um, I now have the the boutique builder in, in St. Augustine because I obviously we meet all the time and are always talking business and his sales slowed up. Uh, my traditional sales with you and with my builder partner slowed up in the rising interest rate environment. And then you guys, we had that team call. You guys are put us in touch with Chad. Um, now my my other builder partner in the Airbnb space is, you know, he's feeling some pain because sales are slow and he's got a sales model, obviously. And I said, Hey, you should get on the horn with Chad and 
it took him, it took him 60, 90, 120 days, but now he's, he's thanking me and um, we're starting to actually put together pro formas um, to market all of his, cause it's brand new, brand new construction in St. Augustine. It's affordable. And he's also offering this 4.75% interest rate. So yeah, um, we're very grateful for that introduction. Uh, that was our hurdle. Um, management solid. Uh, again, nothing's perfect, but we have all these fundamentals. We have a great product. We're in the state of Florida where everyone wants to be, uh, but interest rates were killing sales and that, um, that little roadblock that you guys helped us get over and around uh, is really picked up for uh, for the sales the sales volume that we're doing in uh, on both sides of the business. Well, it's it's exciting for us too because you know we we know that the demand is there, and you know we have evidence, right? We just like you said, they they rented quickly. I mean, who doesn't want to rent live in a new place? Of course, renters love it too. And um, still affordable, like, you know, yeah. it's still affordable, even with the growth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And in a really high growth area, too, on the Palm Coast. So um, you will be at our upcoming live event. Real Wealth is having its 20, 20th anniversary event. We're so excited. And you will be there to, you know, have a booth and also to speak and share what's going on in the market. So if anybody can, you know, come to that, it's near LAX on October 7th. Uh, then come join us because you'll get to meet Brian. You'll get to meet um, the nine other teams that we work with across the country. They'll each have booths that you can talk to the teams individually, but also hear the presentations about what's going on in the area, uh, how quickly things are renting and, you know, how rent's gone up. Have they gone down? Have prices gone up? Have they gone down? So let's, let's talk about that. Are you seeing uh, values go up or down and rents go up or down during the past year? So in the in the past year, as I briefly touched on earlier, uh, in the middle of the pandemic, it was unprecedented growth. I mean, I think rents were going up 30% annually, which was obviously not sustainable. Um, things have definitely tapered off with uh, from a growth and rental perspective um, with the rising interest rates. I think every thankfully, right? It that yeah. was unhealthy. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, not not sustainable. It's it's, it's great for the stuff you're holding, but it, it it makes it very difficult to make the numbers make sense to be able to continue to grow. So um, things have slowed down, uh, but we're still, again, going back to the fundamentals. I'll beat that dead horse of supply and demand. We still have people moving in. Um, we've adjusted our pro formas to a very conservative growth model on a five-year outlook of, you know, three to 5% rental growth annually and uh, four to 6% um, equity growth annually. I think Right now we're um, outperforming that, um, but we, we always try to underpromise and, and uh, over deliver. Again, it ultimately goes back to who's you know who's coming in. We have again population growth happening, a lot of Northeast people being fed up with what's happening up. And I grew up up there, so again I'm speaking from personal experience. I have lots of friends and family and. Uh, beyond, you know, companies moving from Wall Street and New York and New Jersey and coming to a place like Florida that's got great weather. It's very affordable compared to a place like New York or New Jersey. It's tax friendly, it's landlord friendly, it's business friendly, all those all those wonderful things. All right, Brian. Well, I really want to thank you for all the ways that you have helped our members build wealth. I know they're they're thrilled about it. There of course were some hiccups over the last three years where builders couldn't get the 
the materials they needed. And um, there were massive delays in building. Sites were completely shut down due to COVID, but those issues are behind us. Um, you can buy a building that's built now. You don't have to go through all of that waiting. Um, so, you know, now is a great time, but because of the delays in construction, that only is adding to the, the housing shortage in places like Florida, like Texas, like the Southeast in general, that are growing faster than housing can keep up. So while that was a difficult, difficult time, the the reality is those homes did get delayed, yet there wasn't a delay in people coming to Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, those fundamentals of population growth are, are uh, a huge, I, I think, you know, jobs and population growth are really the two big factors that drive the markets. And you're going to be dealing with politics and interest rates and all those things. But at the end of the day, I, I just listened. I love some of the guys that you interview. I just listened to the interview you did with, I have him in my notes. He's the chief economist from, from uh, Fannie, Freddie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Doug you know, at, at, yeah. Thank you. His name was slipping my mind. He, he said something at the end of the interview when you were talking to him about, you know, you said, which are you bullish or are you bearish or where are you at personally? And, he said, look, Kathy, at the end of the day, there's 8 billion people on planet Earth and every one of them need a roof over their heads. It doesn't matter what's happening. The, the details you have to pay attention to, there are nuances on, on you know, what puts us ahead in different markets and the, the product yeah. and that. But at the end of the day, it's just going back to these basics and people need real, people need shelter and that's what we provide. And it's affordable and it's in a place in the country that everyone wants to be in. Um, we worked through the hurdle of the rising interest rate environment, thanks to real wealth, with that introduction to Chad. And, you know, all, it, it's who's on the bus, right? I mean, without that introduction, to be candid with you, Kathy, I mean, our sales were hurting. Um, yeah. And it's hard to make know, it work with uh, 7%, 8% rates. Yeah. So 4.75% locked in for 10 years is uh, music to your ears as an investor. So, yeah. Yeah. We thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. And we thank you for having the product that, uh, that works with it. Yeah. So, all right. Well, we look forward to seeing you October 6th and 7th at the Real Wealth event. Again, you can go to realwealth.com and look that up under uh, the Learn tab. You'll find our upcoming events. It's, um, you know, you can just pay for the day. I think it's a hundred bucks, but you can also join us for the dinner. That's going to be lots of fun. Can't wait. I'm wearing my sparkles. I hope you will be too. <laughs> and congratulations to Real Wealth on 20 years. That's phenomenal. It's a crazy yeah. how fast it goes, huh? Crazy how fast it goes. And that's important for people to understand too. So often people look at year one pro forma and they're like, wow, I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna be able to retire on this couple hundred dollars, although we're making more than that on the duplex we bought from you. But it's it's a long-term play. And I tell you from experience, 10 years, 20 years goes by quickly. And now that pro forma has changed. Rents have gone up. You've paid down a third of your mortgage. Uh, you haven't. Your tenant has. You've gotten all these tax benefits. So got to look long-term. Got to. And that's one of the benefits you'll get from our upcoming event. We're going to have people who can tell you from experience who've been with Real Wealth during this past 20 years who have lived it out and can tell you firsthand that it works. So that's going to be a lot of fun. 100%. All right. Yeah, Brian, great to have you here, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Thanks so much, Kathy. Appreciate you. And thank you for joining me here on The Real Wealth Show. If you haven't joined Real Wealth yet, you can go to realwealthshow.com, join for free. And when you do, you'll get access to other property teams we've been working with for most of them for a decade. Some are newer, and they're 
doing a great job too, like our new San Antonio team that just did a webinar. You can check that out at realwealthshow.com. When you click on the invest tab, you'll see a drop down of all the different cities. You'll get market data and then referrals to the teams in those cities that have been re recommended by our over 70,000 members at Real Wealth. Have a great day and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to realwealthshow.com.